Hey everybody, welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the Exo Squadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Farentino. And on this episode, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 35, Part 2 of The Fall of the Neo-Sapien Empire, The Fifth Column, which is never actually called that in the episode. It's just sort of referred to. Uh, it was written by Mark Edens, Ted Peterson, and Francis Moss, all veterans of the long Neo-Sapien War. We're starting the invasion of Earth for real this time. Uh, what do you guys think about this one? It's good. Uh, it is uh, not particularly plot-heavy. Uh, but we get some really good Napier kicking ass in his frame shit, which is like more or less what I'm here for. So, yeah, a lot of good action. Um, <laughs> there's some awkward, funny moments that just kind of struck me as being like a little bit goofy, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, it's nice to start the invasion. Yeah, this is like the first episode of this arc that is less about overt, how do I feel about this? You know, like especially after the last one was so emotionally driven uh with the daily on maggie stuff <laughs> it's a good way of saying it yeah right this one is very much like let's blow some shit up and kick some ass oh definitely so like i think good is like the perfect word for it because it's not great but it's really good it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah oh yeah so like exotanks are sweet <laughs> yeah right this they're is really the, awesome yeah they're gigantic this is actually one of the ones that I always have that image of the the tanks on the highway. Like when yeah. I think about the episode, that's one of the things that always like popped into my head. And I think in college, Chris and I were rewatching it once. And this is like where we kind of like stalled out. Like we got stuck. I'm not sure we ever finished it. And just like I was like, OK, got to get past the tank one. Fall asleep. Watch it again. You know, so <laughs> I, I wrote the tanks are pretty cool. Also, they have. Tanks. Yeah. <laughs> cool time to introduce them <laughs> they're, they're really pulling out all the stops uh, toy wise for this last push they're really uh, we hit some new jump troops uh, we're getting tanks uh, I think we're yeah they're uh, they're definitely they're definitely pushing out one last toy line uh, before it's all over I do like the kind of calm before the storm anytime you know in any kind of war show or war film when you know like the invasion is going to happen and everyone's kind of ruminating on that for a minute there's this part where Winfield is like all of human history led up to this moment. Do you know what I wanted to be when I was a boy? <laughs> a veterinarian. I always loved horses. Attack! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he hits the big, like, fuck Phaeton button right after he gives that, like, very charming little uh, anecdote. Yeah, he was like, I wanted to be a horse doctor. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this now. For, for being the world, for being the leader of the, hu- the human race's expert on space war, uh, Winfield seems to not like space war that much. Like, he seems, he seems <laughs> neutral to negative on the subject. Like, There's a pretty sweet Napier pulling a lever, too, in yeah. this episode. I want to get that out there. There's a lot of really, like, fun stuff in here. So a lot of this episode is, like, if you heard the song Convoy, you know, we got a great big convoy. Picture that with tanks, and that's, like, 50% yeah, of this solid. episode. Um, yeah. So I figure we can kind of get through this one on some fairly broad strokes and get to the stuff we really like dug in it. You know what I mean? Kevin. So, sure. <laughs> so basically we start out and we're massing the invasion of Earth. We're basically, you know, we have the fleet in orbit. All the gears are in motion. The exo fleet is sending messages to all the resistance cells being like, look, it's going to happen. You know, Pierre has a long mustache. Let's do this shit. You know, we get this like kind of like you were saying with the calm before the storm. We get a lot of sort of little character moments, you know, like Maggie goes to JT and is like, I need to leave the ship, JT. We're attacking soon. 
This better be important. It's uh it's a personal matter, but yes, it is important to me. Yeah, he's he's pretty incredulous, and then she's like, Yeah, no, I know it's silly. He's like, Well, as long as you know it's silly, go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know this is dumb. She takes uh Delion's black box to Algernon, who's getting ready for looks like Safari almost, and he's intrigued with the possibilities of Delion's black box having his like consciousness inside of it. Yeah, so, I wonder what they're gonna do. <laughs> you know, I look forward to seeing what happens there. Why didn't she bring it to him just so he could have it? Like she's not thinking, hey, if you're gonna bring him back for any reason, this is how you would do it. She just she's just doing it for like her own fun. I don't like she she probably figures because like Algernon did all that weird crap to his E-frame that he would be more interested in like he would want that black box for like research or whatever. And then he happens to be like, by the way, we can bring him back to life now. You're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely wasn't thinking like, you know, let's Dixie flatline Alec, you know, like. He'll be a flat person. <laughs> let's make, can, you, can you make a consciousness <laughs> copy of, uh, of my boyfriend? Like, oh, yeah. Yes, I can. In between. Painting. <laughs> yeah. Cyber painting and Tamagotchi development. <laughs> my two favorite hobbies. <laughs> I I love I love that Algernon lives in like a, a Wes Anderson sci-fi movie and everyone else is in uh, an action film, an action cartoon. What, like, <laughs> what if the what if the black box just said like butt hotter on it? I want this, but hotter. <laughs> Can you fix his vision if you bring him back so he doesn't have to wear the stupid like headband sunglasses combo? Knows how to cook. I mean, it's a pretty like funny and it, well, not funny, but it's a pretty interesting idea to have woven into this story. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> um, what was that? Remember that movie that came out, Transcendence, with Johnny Depp? <laughs> it came out in like what 2015, and it was yeah. being held as the best movie of 2001. Oh yeah, that's just like yeah, no, we get it, <laughs> but like at the time, I think it's not not a bad idea, but. So we also get some great other character moments where JT's checking in on the crew and Bronski's just fucking housing plate after plate of food. And he finally admits he has a problem because when I get nervous, I eat <laughs> with all that food in your stomach. How can there be any room left for butterflies? He's been so nervous this whole time. We get a pretty sweet transition out of it where JT's like, why are you nervous? You got a crush on anyone and hard cut to Eve. Which is a little disorienting because she's in JT's frame. So every time I see her, I'm like, wait, is that JT Marsh? And and then I'm like, nope, that's the girl uh, Brodsky has a crush on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, though, that's I, I, I like that in a way because I feel like it kind of raises the stakes a little bit, you know? Brain yeah. makes the characters a little bit more human. It's kind of a kind of a grown up thing to do in a children's cartoon. Club, 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 Drink. Club, 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 club. <laughs> I think psoriasis of the liver. Um, <laughs> Goodbye world. Yeah. Don't, don't binge these episodes cause you will, you will die. Yeah. So I like that too. Cause there's a lot of action that goes on here. And by doing that, it, you know, it gives that connection, the one-to-one we've seen what happened with Alec and Maggie. So we're like, Oh shit. Are they going to kill anyone who has love? So <laughs> love. What, you know, what are we going <laughs> to, I just do that now, by yeah. the way. That's just who I am That's, that's, a, that's a very inside, inside baseball. <laughs> Love, robot, um, break. <laughs> Alec, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just raises the stakes because it's like, you know, does everyone who's in a relationship, like, are they in danger? Because we've killed one before. We can kill again. 
Eve and uh, Napier are getting everyone ready for the invasion. Napier's like, I'm not going to sit here twiddling my thumbs while others do the fighting. But so this gets to the Ryan's favorite thing where we get to see Napier back in the saddle. One thing I really haven't driven home enough to our listeners is his E-frame is so sweet. <laughs> like, it's so fucking sick. And it kicks a ton of ass this episode. Yeah, it does. He's not a bad t- tank driver, though. Let's give him that. Yeah. Those, those pretty sweet gold-plated tanks. This tr- Trump-inspired tank. He is an ex exo frame pilot, so yeah. I assume he learned like all variety of weapons where you have to plug up cord into your neck. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's got all his years of driving a car on the force. There's this thing where they're like, do you have to plug into it like a regular E-frame? And they're like, yes, but it can be bypassed. But I feel like that hasn't been a problem in uh, yeah, right? hijacking Neo E-frames. Yeah, it, it's been pretty... Uh, it's like the uh, reconfigure for human Neo Sapien. It's like, when we need to know it for the plot, we'll deal with it. But there's been a lot... Like, Bronski definitely ripped a dude out of a frame at one point. It was just like, jumped in and went buck wild and like... You know, you didn't have to reconfigure that shit. Yeah, I think you can really expand the Ryan Herney rule of lasers to uh, the <laughs> Ryan Herney rule of technology. Like, it will work or not work depending on its narrative purpose. Right. Yeah. Harnity's law. Yeah. Well, well, what well, well, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, then everyone in the show dies and we have to reboot. All right. Yeah. It plugs in. Yeah. It works fine. Yeah. That'd be funny if it was like episode 35 and they're just like, yep, Neo Sapiens win. They do like a uh, they do like a Friday Night Lights thing where there's like a whole new Exo squad. It's like meet the new guys in Baker Squad. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you want there to be Star Wars or do you want to complain about the logic of it. Why does a hyperdrive work? You want to watch someone fly a spaceship for fucking 20 hours? No, <laughs> yeah. shut up. You want to fucking real time this shit? Like, yeah, fine. Yeah, the first 10 hours of this movie are just them flying a spaceship. It's so good. <laughs> uh, speaking of dead people, when they eventually are starting the invasion, we get a really cool shot of uh, JT's cockpit. Hey, And he's added a photo of Delion to the... Uh, to, oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Alice Neretti. 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 To the Neretti uh, death photo. So, do you think Colleen O'Reilly went to him and was like, Alec loved you? And he's like, what? He said to tell you. And she just got the message completely wrong. And he's like, he's like, okay. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, do you think she's like hung up on it, though? Like, she's like, I know that he lost her, but, uh, you know... We're a thing now. It's kind of weird. Yeah, right? I got this great photo of us in the mess hall. Don't you want to put this in your cockpit? No. <laughs> like, hey, like, here's a picture of me on spring break. Do you want to like, you know, maybe, like, no, just just don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is me saving your life again. Nope. Yep. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Only dead people. St. Patrick's Day last year. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Just people I've lost and loved. Yeah. yeah. But. But I'm I'm lived and loved right here. <laughs> you have to respect the rules of the frame. Like, <laughs> no one living gets to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's the rule. So to bring it back for one half a second, they liberate a tank building factory. Yeah, in Detroit. Drive the tanks to uh, Phaeton City, where Eve blows off the Phaeton. Yeah. So now it's just a city. Uh, wait. That didn't sound right. That didn't sound right. Yeah. Hey, oh. Um, yeah. You've gone wild. <laughs> they get into a huge tank battle, and then the invasion begins, even though one of the Neo Megas, uh, Giardia? Galba. Galba uh, tries to warn them not to because Phaeton has a doomsday device. Please listen. 
Phaeton as a doomsday device. If Exofleet invades, he will destroy the entire Earth. Which makes him giggle. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he he's all about that doomsday device. He also, his yeah. map room is just of North America. He's pretty much given up on the rest of the world, weirdly. Yep. Can I just point out one thing when they're on the highway with that sign? Sure. Did you notice the, the distance to, uh, to Phaeton City? Um... I want to say 132 kilometers. About 400 kilometers. We've gone metric, baby. Oh, yeah. Take that, stone cutters. Who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. We do. I was really hoping Napier was going to say... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it, it is a little awkward that... They get into a battle at Battle Creek, so it's going to be the Battle of Battle Creek, which is just a <laughs> mouthful. Also, the home of Rob Van Dam, the wrestler. RVD four twenty plays it <laughs> <laughs> the whole effing show. Um, so yeah, so just to finish off the little last little bits with that, the episode title comes from the fifth column from the Spanish American or Spanish American. Wow, Spanish Civil War, where it's like you know the people. The resistance will rise up to help us, so hence the resistance focus. The big tank battle, Chris, like you said. Chris, don't you mean the Iraq War? <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny because I thought of that. I think it was like a sports team moving. Like It's like they'll rise up to meet us, and no one came to the games. Apparently, and this is from the, uh, the wiki of this thing, they attribute the quote about the fifth column to, uh, to Franco, which is a weird guy to sort of be all about. And yeah, it's weird that Winfield's like a big uh, Franco guy would not have figured that. <laughs> I love horses and fascism, <laughs> weirdly. But it, apparently it was Emilio Mola who said that. Hmm. So good on whoever wrote this wiki. Yeah, man. Nailed it. Also, I just want to point out that on uh, Phaeton's bunker, they make it a really big point to show that they're carving. Uh, I think in Italian, it's uh, abandon all hope you enter here. So Ooh. Uh yeah, it's getting uh, getting literary in its old age. Yeah, for a man who hates art, like apparently loves books. Yeah, quoting uh quoting a little Dante action. Yeah, that's right. I read Dante. Yeah. I said do it in Italian. <laughs> I saved Latin. What did you do? I conquered Earth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do a little Battle of Kursk thing too in here where it's like we get like a little point of view guy from one of the workers and it's like, hey buddy, can you drive a tank? And he's like, yeah. And then he like gets killed immediately. At Kursk, the Soviet, uh, the Red Army, they didn't have enough shells for some of the tanks, or they, if they got damaged, they would just ram the German tanks. So they're really playing up the World War II tank battles. Yeah, what what are your favorite moments from this one? Because it's a very action-heavy ep- episode, you know? Yeah, we pretty much covered the plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a soft spot for any kind of, like, claustrophobic, like, tunnel fights. I think they're always really cool. So uh, the, the, the like, running gun battle with Napier and the Neo-Sapiens when they're, like, trying to liberate the tanks, I think is visually very cool. Like, that's a really sweet – those that's that's some, real, that's some really sweet action. Yeah, for real. I, you know, I think this episode has a lot of really cool stuff action-wise. I mean, like, the liberating of, like, a tank factory, like, a t- tank battles are cool. It's weird to see a tank battle all of a sudden in this show. And yeah. then, like, the E-frames show up and it's – a little bit of a different fight. I don't know. I feel like a lot kind of does happen, but doesn't happen in this episode. Like uh, Algernon gets the black box. They're invading Earth. That seems like a huge deal. It seems like it's like a huge, huge episode, but also I think they found a way to make it small, which is good because it's pretty personal with even Bronsky. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want this <laughs> to be a live action show and I want it to be an hour long and I want to, and I want to make it. Um, yeah, because there's so many things. There's so many more things that I feel like I want to see 
in it. Like I want to see like where's Nara Burns in this episode? Where's O'Reilly? Like I will like that would have been a great you know O'Reilly and and Marsh would have been a great thing to see you know given the like the personal relationships quality of this episode right? I will say with Nara Burns, you know she's going to be get real because when they're flying down, she's not in her like little uh, little E frame. She's in another uh, Marsala E frame. So yeah, she's getting wild. Bring the big gun. Except it's pink. It's the purple one. So really camouflage. Like, well, I guess it's supposed to be camouflage in the sky. Yeah, but eh, whatever it counts. Uh, there's a great part <laughs> like, where Napier says, like, what are you hungry for? Food or freedom? Clearly, they're hungry for food. They're all starving. There's a great scene where a uh, dude looks at the cafeteria, basically dies on the line. And then like the first thing they do after they kill all the Neosapiens with drills, which there's some pretty brutal shit in this one. This one's hard. Is the, yeah, they raid the mess hall um, like Bronski. Bronski before our first date. I will say, going back to the brutality thing for a second, I mean, there's shots of like, you know, Neo Sapien like lying prone, taking a shot at Napier, and Napier just blows up the hallway. Or, you know, the workers jumping on a frame and just like shoving their drills into it. Like the arm falls off of one. Like it's pretty hardcore stuff, you know? Yeah, it's real intense. Those, uh, yeah, those workers are pretty, they have some hops. Yeah, for real. Apparently, leg they don't skip leg day in the factory. <laughs> yeah, man. They're yoked. <laughs> <laughs> your first day on the line, here are your Jordans. Start doing box jump, jumps. <laughs> it, it is pretty grim. Like, that whole fa- all that factory stuff is pretty pretty grim. Reminds me of Schindler's List, I guess, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is obviously a real thing, where they had, like, the enslaved people <laughs> making the, you know, military hardware, which is kind of... Kind of upsetting. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you, and also, it, you know, it's coded when you see fucking like basically writing stuff on like an archway, and then fucking they cut to a factory where slave labor is being employed. It's like, okay, we're, I, I get what you're putting down here. This is like some hardcore like Holocaust imagery right here. You know, like a person is referred to as a labor unit. Yes. Yeah. Hey, we really need to code that this is hell. All right, how about just putting up that sign from hell? All right, yeah, that sounds good. Like, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, for like, real. By the way, so uh, when they kill Galba after he sells out the Doomsday Machine, does that mean that all the Neo Megas are done? Because he was like the only one left, right? Yeah. Are there any? Are there any of them left? Like, probably. I mean, I'm sure they can always contrive one out of somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. I was in Shiva City <laughs> getting a tan. I didn't. What? Right. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem to have uh, deterred the invasion at all, though, did it? No, no. So, well, that, that was that was the whole thing. It's like, it's too late. The wheels are in motion. Also, I, I just want to throw out, I really like when you had Eve on the back of, like, when the heavy tanks, like, and the frame is super small. Mm-hmm. You kind of get a sense of, like, these are giant freaking tanks. They're huge, you know? yeah. I also like the idea that if Phaeton does destroy Earth, there'll be one planet left. <laughs> Yeah, right? Everyone on Venus is just like, fuck it. Habitable. We're good. I should say habitable planet. Um, but like Mars is, was already destroyed. Earth is Earth might be gone. And we're just with Venus <laughs> and uh, the smoldering rock that is Mercury. Yeah. yeah. The pirates are like, man, our real estate value is going way up if Phaeton blows the thing up. Yeah. It's, it's funny in an episode like this where it's so action heavy that they do a lot with the visual language of it. In terms of the cell job for like, this is war, 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 you know, like the explosions in the last one and all that. They're very kind of like small things they do in this one. Like a bridge gets blown up to block the highway and you think, oh, well, they're going to have to go around it. And they just fucking blast right through it. There's also on that highway shootout, I wanted to point out that the guys in the red helmets are humans. They're like the collaborators who are working with the Neo Sapiens, which is kind of a cool thing to throw back to because they haven't talked about that like at all. Yeah, for real. 
no, that is it's something you don't see a lot of. I wish there was more of that. You know, like like an episode from their perspective. Yeah, right. The red, there was kind of the, the red. House. There was that one from the spy person where you saw like a tiny bit, but not yeah. In season, in season one. Yeah, that was geez, <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah, there was that, and there was um, Stentor and what's your face's show. Yeah, <laughs> um, there are many stars in the galaxy, but only uh, Amanda Connors. Yeah, yeah, Amanda Connors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that we can never remember her name, but if we do the the ramp up, yeah, I can, I can only, I can <laughs> yes. only do it when I'm doing the introduction. It's like, yeah, yeah, Amanda Connors. <laughs> Did you ever watch Caprica? A little bit, yeah. yeah. The kind of, like the first season of Exo Squad, and like kind of reminds me of Caprica, where you get these kind of different slightly different viewpoint episodes and it's like slowly building and and deeply interesting but not particularly like i can understand it's not like like i can understand why caprica wasn't renewed it wasn't like really hot you know but it was really interesting <laughs> yes you know what i mean like like Battlestar galactica is like super war heavy and and action oriented and it's yeah. really fun and caprica was more like hey, oh hey <laughs> here's an arena league yeah. game of this sport <laughs> Um, that's cool, but not particularly like, uh, sexy, you know? Yeah. There's always a big difference between like, you know, here's some sweaty fighter jocks just going at it versus like the moral implications of like using robots as slave labor, you know, it's like, right. Yeah. You know, one's like, you could just walk into and be like, yeah, the other is very much, you know, a a thinker, you know, and, uh, was that Jane Espenson was her name? Yeah. Who did that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, was she the showrunner? Um, yeah, she, I think she was the showrunner on Caprica. Yeah, like, no, it was a pretty good... Uh, no, it was, I liked the show. Eric Stoltz was in it. Uh, yeah, the cast was good, and it, like, it was, there was a lot of good there. It was just not, you know, like you said, a hot, hot show, you know? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your MVP for this episode? Um, if it's not Napier, I think we're all... He really he he is the yeah he is the uh, he is the clear winner in this particular case. Um, yeah. Can I can I I'm gonna give a one B, just like you know, not really, but when there's when there's a firefight with the, during the tunnel fighting sequence, there's just like one Neo Sapien trooper who's like dead center in the frame, and everyone's getting blown up around him, and that dude is like fucking going Rambo man like. He does not back down. There, like, there, is, is some, there are some quality Neo Sapiens in this uh, in this one. Like uh, yeah, the the guy in the blue Phaeton frame. Yeah, I I like the um I like those other uh, Phaeton frames. They're sweet. Yeah, I also like that the arms go like a little longer than you know, like they go past the elbow. Like there's a big gun in there or something. Yeah, I don't know. Design shit like that gets me every time. I dig it. Honorable mention to Galba, and the, yeah. the dude from the factory who is uh, ready to go fight. The one guy, the guy who first picks up the drill in like the Soviet, you know, the Russian Revolution version, he'd have a statue somewhere like, yeah, you know, in the China Mielville uh, novel, he'd have a chapter. Yes. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I was wondering how you say that guy's name, but apparently that's how. Yeah. The more the uh, more I read of his stuff, the more ridiculous his name sounds in my head. Now it's at the point of it's like Shinamiville. I always think China Meowville, like he's uh, like a cat overlord with little mice that write the novels for him. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a um, like a Chippendale villain. <laughs> yeah, Monterey Jack and uh, 
Zip, was that the fly's name? Uh, Zipper, yeah. Yeah, are going to come in and like a cargo plane and freaking bust up Chata yeah. Meowville's book Chata, writing Chata Chata Meow- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that might be one of the weirdest tangents we've got on. Sorry, I'm um, Googling it. Um, who this person is. <laughs> you and probably more than half the audience. Yeah. I like um, that you guys both knew it, though. Anyway. You're right. It's it's a weird crossover. I've only really read his Russian uh, history novel. Uh, Kraken is dope. I heard that. I heard that. Speaking of things to recommend, let's do recommendations now. Then we'll do plugs. Awesome. Uh, I want to recommend Kraken. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what did I watch this weekend that I really enjoyed? I restarted Deep Space Nine, and that's still really, really good. Nice. Super, super good. Yeah. Nice. Odo still weirds me out, but I'm just saying. He's a very, he is a very creepy dude, but. And there's that oh, one yeah. episode where they go back to the 20th century and that one dude's like totally tripping and he just goes like, whoosh. I'm invisible. It's a great like fifth element guy in the hat moment. <laughs> like yeah. we, um, you know, finally sat down and watched planet earth two, uh, which is beautiful and devastating. The photography is wonderful watching. <laughs> it's like me. Uh, sea turtles get run over as they head to the city instead of the sea is entirely dramatic. So I also want to recommend Parks and Recreation, <laughs> which is a delightful show and will make you feel better after you. If you need a unicorn chaser, uh, I recommend Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah, that was always uh, that was always that might, I'm going to recommend. I haven't seen the first episode, but I'm going to recommend Silicon Valley. They just came back and that's oh yeah, like one of my favorite shows. But that was always after Game of Thrones would be like, you know, oh, we found a whole bunch of orphans. Now we have to sacrifice them to a dragon, <laughs> you know. You'd be like, oh, Silicon Valley, you're a happy show. <laughs> Make me laugh. And yeah, so they're back. And I'm really curious to see where they go this this season. But this is the last season, right? I think so, right? Said, yeah, I think they said they're not going to do it anymore. But yeah, the past couple seasons have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, um, I, I think we did it last week. But I, I want to reiterate uh, the new um, series of Unfortunate Events is coming out. I think the end of this week. And I would highly recommend watching season one. I think it's only like four or five episodes. You, you might say it's a series of enjoyable episodes. <laughs> I would do that um, because it is both a pun and literally true. Can I can I recommend something completely uh, selfishly? Yes. Hit it. If you go to YouTube and type in Wax Idiotical Boston Local, you can see the 13-minute uh, webisode my friends and I made as a pilot. Of a TV show. Nice. nice. It is a fun, low budget, low, low, low budget uh, endeavor. So, but check it out. And uh, I'll know because I'm watching the views. <laughs> Wax City article, Boston Local, right? Yeah. And if you watch it, maybe we'll make more. Yeah. It could be Boston National. That's right. But it'll probably still be called Boston Local. Yeah. It's, I mean. about a, it's about a upstart group of journalists making a podcast it's a, and it's a comedy yeah it was, it was funny I, I remember uh seeing a rough cut of it and you know it was good in the rough cut stage so it's only got it better yeah uh and you can watch it on youtube okay and uh since we're switching it up this late in the game you guys got anything you want to plug aside from that episode <laughs> uh obviously i want to continue continue to plug two loopy ladies on etsy where you can find yourself a crocheted hat, scarf, or wonderful other item. And uh, get, in, get in touch with them, get in contact with them. They are the best. If you need some, if you need a hat, if you need anything, uh, they'll make it for you. So, 
talk yeah. to them. And if you need anything videographed, uh, photographed, or otherwise made a video out of, go to 25films.com and get in touch with us and we'll make you a video. Hells yeah, they do great work. If you're in Philly, you've got no excuse not to. Or Boston. Yeah, if you're, if you're north of the Mason-Dixon line, we are here for you. You know, if you can pay, we'll go wherever you want us to go. <laughs> yeah, mon- money talks, man. And if you've liked this episode, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash goals and support us for any amount of money. Maybe even just sends good thoughts at this point, because we're winding down in this, in this long, long season. So you're running out of time, and we'll judge you dearly. I mean, what if they? I mean, what if the Neo Sapiens lose, or the humans lose? <laughs> you know, there's a chance. That, yeah, I'm just, I'm giving it like fifty fifty that the series keeps going on after we finish it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we could drag it out. Do yeah, table, I mean that. You know, get Chris Hardwick in here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we'll do after the pod. Watch it backwards. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what else people enjoy? They enjoy this podcast, and if you enjoy this podcast, you probably enjoy the music. And the music is done by Eric Calderon. You can find stuff on YouTube at three three one E Rock. Uh, check it out. We've been saying it for so many episodes. Just just do it. It's just really once. good. Yeah. Ryan Harney improves. Yes. And he has a law and a rule of lasers named after <laughs> him. So no excuse. Uh, if you like talking to us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at ExosquadGoals. Email us at ExosquadGoals at gmail.com. I'm going to throw out the hashtag. Hashtag ExosquadGoals. Why not? Um, again, nothing to lose. Patreon.com slash ExosquadGoals. So for this this here podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Harvey. And I'm Chris Ferentino. Are there any heroes in this company? No, sir. No, sir. Oh, man, way better. <laughs> I, I, zoned, I leaned in this time. <laughs> I... I felt it from here, man. I, I felt that, like, the anticipation growing once I was in that, like, last little bit. This whole episode, I was I was going to be on point. <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit waiting for you during the intro to be like, you know, you know, I'm Chris Mastelone. I'm Ryan Hardy. No, sir. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck damn it. I'm way off. <laughs>